Hello, this is Yusra from NewsRoundly.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 18th of July. India reported 41,157 new cases of COVID-19 and 518 new deaths in the past 24 hours, bringing the total active cases to 4.22 lakh. While Maharashtra reported the highest number of fatalities, Kerala reported the highest number of new cases. Dr. V.K. Paul, the head of India's Coronavirus Task Committee, warned that the risk of a third wave is extremely likely because India's population has yet to develop herd immunity. According to the Niti Aayog member, Health, the next 100 to 125 days will be crucial in the fight against the COVID-19 pandemic. On Saturday, India passed the 400 million mark in coronavirus vaccination doses delivered across the country, the highest administered in any nation except China. Hindustan Times reported that more than 25.2% of India's above-18 population has received at least one dose, while 8.7% has received both doses. In the light of the COVID-19 pandemic and experts' prediction of a third wave in coming months, Kamad organizations in Uttar Pradesh decided to cancel this year's Kamad Yatra on Saturday. According to sources, the decision was made after discussions with representatives from the state administration. On Friday, a Supreme Court bench led by Justice Nariman had directed the UP government to reconsider its decision to allow the Kamar Yatra to take place from July 25th. Yogi Adityanath had subsequently directed the Chief Secretary Avinish Avasthi to talk to the Kamar associations in the state and come to a conclusive decision regarding the same. Now, we speak of COVID numbers every day, but do we also understand them? What do the numbers show and what do they hide? What lessons can we learn from this data? And how can we be better prepared for possible waves in the future? Chintan Patel and Vivek Kaul's much-awaited NL Sena report is now out. It is titled, Can India's COVID Data Be Trusted? A Big Data Investigation into What the Numbers Show and Hide. This report at newslaundry.com was made possible because of the contributions made by our readers to our NL Sena project. You too can contribute to an upcoming NL Sena project and help to keep news free and independent. On Saturday, July 17, tensions rose in Kopol village, Nalgonda, Telangana, as anti-caste activists protested the police's purported cover-up of the alleged murder of a 17-year-old Dalit girl. The girl belonged to the Mala community. The accused in the case, 20-year-old Pavan, is also suspected to have raped the minor girl. Pavan belongs to the Dalit community of Madiga. The girl went missing from her grandmother's house at around 11.45pm on July 12th. The next day, her body was found on the outskirts of the village. There were also injury marks on her genitals. However, the police registered a case under Section 174 of the Code of Criminal Procedure, which requires the police to investigate on a suicide or death caused by an animal or machinery or an accident. According to Dalit activists in the area, the victim's parents had filed a complaint against Pavan, suspecting his role in the victim's death because they were in a relationship, but no action had been taken against him. The issue was brought to the notice of the district superintendent of the police following demonstrations by Dalit campaigners. On July 16th, the SI was reassigned after it was discovered that the investigation had shortcomings. On 17th July, the police conducted a post-mortem of the body to a certain sexual assault and are waiting for the results. Meanwhile, the case has been handed over to additional superintendent of police, C.H. Satish. 
At least 22 people were killed and six others injured in two separate incidents of landslide and house collapse in Mumbai following the heavy rains that lashed the city this week. As many as 11 incidents of wall house collapse and landslide, 13 short circuit incidents and nine instances of falling trees were reported between Saturday night and Sunday morning. 15 persons were killed and two others were injured after a retaining wall collapsed in New Bharatnagar in Mahol. Five others were killed after a few huts collapsed in Suryanagar in Panchil Chol in Vikroli East. Another person was killed in a wall collapse incident at Bhandup. Prime Minister Narendra Modi announced Rs 2 lakh each for the next of kin of the deceased from the Prime Minister's National Relief Fund. A sum of Rs 50,000 will also be given to each of the injured. Maharashtra Chief Minister Uddhav Thakre said that those injured will be treated free of cost at various hospitals. The state government has announced an aid of Rs 5 lakh to the kin of the deceased. Continuous downpour overnight threw parts of Mumbai out of gear on Sunday, with the city witnessing severe waterlogging, disruption of local train services and vehicular traffic. A BMC official said that the India Meteorological Department has issued a red alert for Mumbai in the backdrop of heavy rains. On the night of June 9th, Malad resident Rafiq Siddiqui stepped out of his home to buy milk. When he returned about an hour later, it was all gone. His house, his savings, his wife. All that remained was the debris of his belongings scattered about the street. Rafiq lived in a three-storied building on Abdul Hamid Road, which collapsed at around 11 that night. Not just his wife, Rafiq lost his brother, sister-in-law and six nephews and nieces in the disaster, which claimed 12 lives in all. Rafiq's life has been appended by a disaster that isn't uncommon in Mumbai. Building collapses are an annual occurrence, especially during the monsoon. To know why so many Mumbai buildings collapse in the rains, do read Tanishka Sodhi's ground report on newslaundry.com. The first batch of the Indian contingent for the Tokyo Olympics reached Tokyo on 18th July. The contingent of 88 members comprised 54 athletes, support staff and IOA representatives. Athletes and officials from eight disciplines of archery, badminton, table tennis, hockey, judo, gymnastics, swimming and weightlifting landed in the Japanese capital in a chartered Air India flight from New Delhi. Just days before the Games are set to begin, two athletes in Tokyo's Olympic village tested positive for COVID-19, as organizers confirmed today on Sunday. Three cases have now been confirmed in the village. The first case was reported on Saturday after an individual not believed to be an athlete tested positive. Outside the Olympic village, a third athlete tested positive. The names and nationalities of the positive cases were not made known. The Tokyo 2020 Olympics will begin on Friday, but concern is growing over the danger of COVID spreading, with 55 confirmed cases now linked to the Games, including officials and contractors. Punjab Chief Minister Captain Amrinder Singh reiterated his acceptance of Sonia Gandhi's decision to appoint his leading critic Navjot Singh Sidhu as State Congress Chief. Simultaneously, Singh said he remains upset at the decision and that Sidhu must publicly apologize for his derogatory tweets against him. Sidhu has been publicly critical of Amrinder after the Punjab and Haryana High Court in April quashed a probe into the 2015 Kotkapura firing case. Sidhu had questioned the alleged deliberate delay in ensuring justice and through a series of tweets and a spate of media interviews accused Amrinder of colluding with Badals, promoting Mafia Raj and allowing corruption in the government. 
The CM made it known that he would not meet Sidhu until the apology is delivered. The CM is understood to have been given a free hand in ministerial changes and the appointment of a deputy CM as also a working president under Sidhu. In Germany this week, an unusually stable, low-pressure zone rained record amounts of rain between Tuesday and Thursday, with the worst affected areas being pounded by violent storms on Wednesday night. According to Germany's meteorological agency, some areas received up to two months' worth of rain in just 24 hours. At least 133 people have died in Germany, making it the country's greatest natural disaster in nearly 60 years. At least 850 soldiers have been dispatched to the impacted districts where they will use helicopters, armed vehicles and boats to rescue individuals caught in the floodwaters and search for survivors among the wreckage. A dam on the Ruhr broke last night, evacuating over 700 residents from one suburb of Wassenberg near the Dutch border. Extreme weather conditions are being experienced globally as climate change becomes an obvious and inescapable reality. The Sundarbans in India have already lost four of its islands to the sea. What of the lives and livelihoods of communities living there who are barely able to make ends meet between one cyclone to another? Read Joydeep Mitra's ground report titled Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea, Life on Sinking Islands of the Sundarbans. If you believe in the importance of people's stories like these, make sure while you're at newsroundy.com, you hit the subscribe button at the top right-hand corner and pay to keep news free. You can power independent journalism and become a paying subscriber with a fee beginning as low as 300 rupees. As violence in Afghanistan intensifies, a senior team from the Afghan government and Taliban representatives gathered in Doha for a high-stakes talk. Its stated goal is to assist the government's negotiating team in moving the deadlock talks forward. They were accompanied by representatives from the Taliban's Doha political office. According to Al Jazeera's Osama bin Javed, reporting from the meetings in Doha, the current round of talks was another attempt to bring the two sides together. He said that it appears that there has been no advancement, that there has been no actual practical progress. The Afghan side insists on a ceasefire before there can be any serious talks, while Taliban insists on their version of Sharia, as well as a government that encompasses all of Afghanistan. The Taliban has used the final stages of US and other foreign soldiers' withdrawal from Afghanistan to launch a series of lightning offensives across the nation. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe and hold on during these distressing times. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.